Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason of Heaven and Business, and this is authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. And I've got with me today two, I mean, I'd love to call them close friends. I'm getting to know some of them even more, but Bob Perry, you would have heard of before, Workplace Prayer. We've been walking together and praying together now for years, and mm. I've had the uh, wonderful privilege of being able to introduce and meet James Gold. Now, for those of you who have not experienced James, well, number one, I'd be surprised because he's written over 50 books from the seer, the prophet, the discerner, the lost art of intercession, praying God's will. He's written about angels. He's written about Israel. And actually, what I am doing right now has been working through one of his study guides, which is all about the destiny of Israel and the Middle East. So the purpose of this call is we've got the privilege of having the author uh, who's been doing this for more than four decades, by the way. And James, it's just such a privilege to have you on this call to really unpack some of the questions that we would have that we would lead people through around uh, Israel, around Christians, around the kingdom of God and how all of these things entwine but firstly james how would you introduce yourself and uh how would you i cheekily would say what qualifies you to talk about israel and the destiny of israel and the kingdom of god this might not make any sense to some of you and some of you it might i grew up under the tutorage of one of the greatest bible teachers in the world of the charismatic movement, which would be Derek Prince. I thought you can say that. Yeah. And because well, and he had massive influence in New Zealand. Yes. And I knew that. So I knew that I could say that. See. So when I make a list of the top 10 leaders other than Jesus, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Bible that made influence into my life. Derek Prince would be in my top five, at least. Wow. Not actually number one. And because I actually have studied all of his, uh, I have every single one of his uh, sermon notes. So when I call it, when the cement was wet in my life, the Lord sends people in your life to etch. Derek Prince was one of the key people who etched in the wet cement of my life. Now, I have always loved the Bible, and I had the honor of having a praying mother. So I learned prayer, and I came from a John Wesley background. Well, yeah. what does that have to do with this? John Wesley would not ordain or commission someone to ministry unless they fasted two days every week. Oh, wow. So prayer and fasting for me was normative. You say, what? No, it was just a delight. For me, prayer and fasting was never a law. It was never a legalism or an obligation. I learned from my 
praying mother. And so I want to say something already to these executive women out there. Your prayers matter. So good. And I have a little word that's rumbling on the inside of me already. Every prayer matters and every sacrifice counts. So, folks, it's not necessarily how long you pray and you and the business people. It's not necessarily how long you pray or how eloquent the language is. It's every prayer counts and every sacrifice matters. So how did I get into this? I got into it because there was a gentleman who was a great scholar who was a leader in these areas, made an imprint into my life. I got into prayer because I was under the shadow of John Wesley. Yeah. And then I was impacted by a man named Mahesh Shabda. Some of you don't know of him, and that's fine. He fasts, still does, two 40-day fasts every year. Wow. And so I carried his attache case. And so you reap where you sow. So I picked up a lot by where I sowed. And you will do the same. And I have done the same. I love that. I love how you've highlighted just the question was what qualifies James to speak on this issue. And what he referred to is actually, I love it. It's it's Psalm 61. You've given me the heritage of those who fear your name. And Derek Prince, Mahesh Shavda, obviously scripture, but also John Wesley and the Methodist the Methodist legacy of fasting and prayer, which is, it just goes, it's not just a couple of years, it's actually decades and probably more than a century. So I love that. So James, what? And my praying mother. Oh yes, please. Yeah. Let's not overlook that praying mother. Your prayers matter and every sacrifice counts. So what, I mean, obviously, from a Derek Prince teaching perspective, he taught on why Israel. For you to, you've taken that further and really unpacked it. I I'm personally know because I'm being mentored by you through your study guide. But what led you to further engage with Israel? And what was your personal journey? And were there any challenges or internal beliefs that you had to overcome in that process? Uh, that is a really good question because, you see, it's just like um, you can grow up in a house of the faith. Yeah. But then the faith has to become your own. Yeah. It can be the same way like in, oh, let's, in a business issue, in like, say, savings and you know that you need to do it, but then it has to become your own discipline yeah, or some other approach or wise investments, et cetera. Well, let's talk about the revelation concerning Israel. 
Well, you can grow up under a doctrine, and it be nothing more than a doctrine, that there has to become a point in time that the baptism in the Holy Spirit is more than a doctrine. Yeah. It is, it's become your empowerment. It becomes a personal reality. It's the same thing concerning God's heart for Israel. And the way I just said it is extremely important. Is it only correct biblical teaching, or have you discovered the heart of God that is behind this? That is the issue. Right? Actually, I saw a vision. I saw an eye, and it was peering out in, out here, an eye. And I saw a scripture written in the middle of this eye. Now I, I actually now it's like I, I have to like think back on what it was. It was Zechariah, wherever it was, you know, and it had a verse written in it. And it was like, well, what is this? And I had to look it up. Yeah. Because I didn't know what it was. Now it's written in my books. Okay. Yeah. And and I look it up and it says Israel is the apple of God's eye. I'm like, huh? And I saw an eye. Now, the word eye is pupil. Israel is the pupil of God's eye. And I'm left musing on the vision I'm seeing. Israel is the pupil of God's eye. In other words, if you want to have proper insight to God's word, then you need to be able to have Israel in the center, Israel is in the center of God's eye. So to have proper insight, you need to be able to look upon God's word the way God looks at it. Yeah. The problem is, throughout history, we have been poking God in his eye. And through church history, we have been poking God in his eye. So how would you say, James, that we have poked God in his eye? Replacement theology. And tell me about what is replacement theology. It's a big subject. It's taking the promises of God's word and saying that they no longer, where they are uh, originally historically about Israel, and then replacing them that they are all about the church. That's replacement theology. Yeah. And it's taking them out of their original context and then saying, oh, the, this is no longer because they missed their day of their appointment. Therefore, it is no longer relevant about Israel or the Jewish people because it's the new covenant. And so those old promises are no longer up for them. They have been replaced and they are, are for the church. Yeah. The problem is that's wrong. Yep. It's anti-Semitism. And it's actually anti-Christ also. It still has a place in God's prophetic 
destiny. Yeah. And you're referring to Romans 11. Oh, yeah. Referring to Isaiah 62. Uh, Isaiah 11, Jeremiah 16, Jeremiah 23, um, a whole lot. There is a free download that you can get of this study guide that is free. It's 120 pages. Now, there is the book, The Mystery of Israel and the Middle East, but there is actually the free study guide, 120 pages. You can go to hopfan.org, and you can download that and like send it all over the world. I don't care. Just do it. And there's many, many, many scriptures that are in there that you can study to show yourself approved to workman for God. Now, listen, don't get overwhelmed because you will not learn these things overnight. It's not because one ethnic group is better than another. That's not what this is about. Because God so loves the world that he gave his son. And God really worked on me. And he told me that I could not write a book on the destiny or the mystery of Israel in the Middle East unless I included God's heart for all the descendants of Abraham. Yeah. It set me on a journey to expand my horizons because God has a plan and prophetically for the descendants of Hagar. And there's prophecies for the descendants of Hagar. And we know that there's prophecies about the descendants of Sarah. But did you know that after Sarah died, Abraham stayed healed? And you know what happens? He gets married a second time. And when he got married the second time, he has more children in his second marriage with Keturah. And they go to the east, to the far east. So I go, are you kidding me? I don't know anyone ever who's ever taught about the descendants of Keturah. Yeah. And their descendants of Abraham also. So I went on a biblical search, and I found prophecies in the Bible by names of the children and the grandchildren of Abraham and Keturah. Yeah. And so, hey, listen, this is a really fun adventure because it expands the view. It doesn't displace God's special heart for Israel, yeah, but it brings into play the larger prophetic destiny. Yeah, I, I love this. So if I just summarize, sorry. Those, no, sorry. for those that are jumping in, watching, listening to this, uh, we, we're talking about God's, not just what the Bible says about Israel. It's not a blind, one-eyed approach, but uh, don't get confused just by teaching. Get the heart of God. Ask God, yeah. what is your heart for Israel? And James referred to Zechariah 2.8, which yeah, talks about it. Israel being the pupil or the lens through which God looks. And if we don't look at 
the Bible and the nation of Israel through God's lens, then we'll be missing something. And Psalm, I love it. Psalm 87 says the same, how God loves Jerusalem. There is a love that God has for a piece of dirt and he highlights it. It brings attention. And the things that would sabotage that is replacement theology, which would say that there's an old covenant and a new covenant. No, that's not how covenant works. Uh, God is the God of covenant. He's a covenant keeping God, whether we do or not. And if you read scripture, you will see even go back and read Romans 11 as the plans and purposes of God. We don't fully understand it. We see in part, but God is working out something far greater than we could understand. And then we're going to put this, this link to James's study. We'll do that in the notes. So you can see that there. And then we've got to deal with these lies. Number one, the heart of God. Number two, deal with the lies. And then number three, go on this journey because it's going to take a long time. We're talking to James. He's got 40 years plus studying this and working it out. But if we miss the fact that God loves all the sons of Abraham. No, no, wait, wait, wait. You said sons. That's wrong. Oh, thank you. The descendants. Descendants. All the descendants. Thank you. Yeah. So we hear of three different wives or three different mothers. Mothers. Uh, Hagar, Hagar, the first one. We got one son. We've got then Sarah. We got one son. We got, we got, uh, and then we have Keturah. And I think there's over seven. Six. Six. There's six Six. recorded in the Bible. And you'll find that they are the nation's all around the nation and there they Israel. make up chaldea they go to the east the far east and we've got to put on a fresh lens and i'm trying to do that myself so don't go look at me and go well this guy's got 40 years no i am approaching this period of time just like you So good. I'm stepping to the plate and going, Holy Spirit, talk to me. Holy Spirit, open the word of God. Because every prayer counts. And every sacrifice matters. But this is what counts. Are you building a current history? I didn't say how great that history is, but are you building a now history? Are you putting your ABC blocks in place now? That's what matters. I don't know your professions. Sometimes I wish I did, but I do know this. You do not succeed unless you constantly visit and revisit the foundations. A good athlete constantly visits and revisits their elementary principles. And a good disciple constantly revisits their ABCs. And you know what I'm Oh, boy. Sorry. I have been at this for a while. 
but that isn't what matters. Am I putting my hand to the plow right now? That's what matters. And I just am so glad to get invited into heavenly business because you're called to put your hand to the marketplace. Folks, put your hand to the plow and keep your elementary things in place concerning Israel, but search for the heart behind the letter. And that is where the oil is that will keep you going. So James, I'm appreciating that, appreciating this story, this conversation that's unfolding. I mean, I love it. Just get to the heart of it, yeah. uh, study to show yourself approved, learn. Uh, and like you said, this is a never ending journey and then engage where you are at 